Welcome back to the Square Sports Lane Frank podcast. On the host of this podcast, Lane Frank, we're now in episode number 14. There's a lot to get through this episode. The Steelers did lose on Monday Night Football to the Washington football team. I'll give my NBA awards in this episode and a lot more. So stay tuned for Square Sports Lane Frank episode number 14. It's going to be a great episode. Let's get into it. Now, let's start episode number 14 with our headlines in the NBA. Russell Westbrook was traded for John Wall, and James Harden might be holding out. This is a really big deal for the Rockets. And John Wall, he's a good player, but the Wizards, this is an even better deal for them getting Russell Westbrook. I mean, I I can't believe the Wizards got Russell Westbrook. But, I mean, what are the Rockets doing? John Wall, like I say, he's a good player, but you could probably got like two, three first-round picks, maybe even a player for Russell Westbrook. Like, that may draft picks and then maybe another player in that deal. I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, just straight up for John Wall? I'd pick Westbrook any day of the week. I haven't seen much out of John Wall. I mean, obviously, he's been hurt the past two years, but before that, he was okay. Who knows if he'll bounce back? I really don't know about this trade that um, that the Rockets are doing. I really don't think it's a good deal. But for the Wizards side, this is an amazing deal. That was basically the only news in the NBA. Let's move to the NFL now. Bills, Bills, Bills. The Buffalo Bills are may just be the best team in the NFL. They're on fire now. And another team who's on fire, the Giants. The Giants, they did beat the Seahawks with a backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. Their defense is firing on all cylinders now. And Joe Judge, he could get some uh, head coach of the year candidate votes. I mean, he's been doing amazing this year, Joe Judge, for the Giants. He's an amazing head coach. He'll have a great career. You know, I think it was around, like, episode one. And I wanted to do a big segment about Joe Judge and how he could be, like, the next Bill Belichick. But then they lost on Monday Night Football, and then they I wanted, and then I was kept on pushing it off. Then they started 0-5, and they went 1-7. And now he's doing amazing. Joe Judge may just be the next Bill Belichick. I like his blue uh, blue collar system where you have to work for everything. I mean, he's a great coach. I mean, he toughened up Daniel Jones. He's made Daniel Jones a really, really, really good player. And I love this Giants team right now. My favorite team might just get into the playoffs this year. The Browns, they beat the Titans big. And that was the only game I missed on, uh, on Square Sports NFL game day this week. I was shocked that they won by that much. This Browns team, they're good. They may just be better than the Steelers. The Steelers lost on Monday Night Football to the Washington football team. I don't know about them. I mean, it was a short week for them, but I still don't know. I don't think the Steelers are maybe not even a top five team in the NFL. Not even close. And the Browns did beat the Titans big. Carson Wentz just lost his job to Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I mean, he's been... You can't say it's his offensive offensive line. Some of it is, but, like, if you're just throwing directly to that defense, then that's a problem. And you're losing, like, 23-3, then Jalen Hurts checks in, and they're losing 23-16 to with, like, a minute left in the game with the ball to try and score, try and go to overtime. They didn't score, but, I mean, Jalen Hurts, he's the starter now. He'll play against the Saints, and I love this move by Doug Pearson. The Eagles may have just saved Doug Pearson's job. It's a really, really good move by the Eagles to start Jalen Hurts. Let's talk about college basketball now. Kentucky was my preseason pick. Oh, no. Why did I pick Kentucky as my preseason pick? I do not know what I was doing. They lost to Georgia Tech by a lot. They lost to Kansas. They lost to Richmond. They're not playing well at all, Kentucky. They've got B.J. Boston. I like him. They've got Devin Askew. I like him, too. they got Terrence Clark. I like all those guys. They're all uh, freshmen, but I really don't know what this Kentucky basketball team is. I don't, know that, I don't think they have an identity at all. Texas basketball was good. They beat North Carolina to win the Mountain Invitational off a game winner by Matt Coleman, but they weren't like 
we're going to beat Villanova and be a top 10 team good. They were number 18 in the country, and they lost to Villanova, who was number 14 in the country. I expected them to lose that game. It was pretty close, but there's still they're still a few steps away. Maybe next year they could be a national title contender, maybe even this year. But they did lose to Villanova. Let's talk about college football really quick. Shane Beamer was hired to be the South Carolina head coach. This is a good move. Oklahoma assistant, Frank Beamer's son, former Georgia Tech head coach, and he, he, I mean, he's a main part of the Oklahoma offense, which is firing all the cylinders. I love this move by South Carolina to fire Shane Be- uh, to hire Shane Beamer. It's a really good move. BYU lost to Coastal Carolina. I did not expect it. And Zach Wilson didn't look like an NFL quarterback in that game. That's about it for headlines this week, as there were a lot. Now, score sports NFL game day. I did not get that perfect record last week. It was the closest we've ever been, though. I missed one game, like I said in the headlines. I missed that Browns-Titans game. There are a lot of games this week. I'm not going to say that perfect record. It could happen this week, but, I mean, maybe not. There's a lot of good games this week. Let's get into it. Patriots-Rams, Thursday night football. The Patriots, they blew out the Chargers. The Chargers were at home. So, I mean, this game's at home for the Rams also, so the Patriots are obviously just going to stay in L.A. But... I do like the Rams in this one. Really, really close. Maybe 28-21, 28-23, somewhere around there. I like this Rams team a lot, and so do I. I like this Patriots team a lot, too. But I think the Rams are a better team than them, and the Rams do pull this one out. Cardinals-Giants? The Giants. This game is in New York. I don't like this uh, the way this Cardinals team is trending at all. They're trending downhill and quick. I mean, they're not playing well at all. I mean, Kyler Murray, he lost them that game. I mean, you can't deny that he lost in that game against the Rams. He had a lot of turnovers, a pick six, a fumble, all in like the fourth quarter. Man, you can't do that. I know you're a young player. It's a second. It's your second year, but I mean, maybe you could uh, progress in his career um, with those things, clean up those mistakes. But the Giants, they're just going to ride that hot streak. They will win this game in New York, and the Giants pull it out. Vikings, uh, Buccaneers. Whew, this is a tough game also. The Buccaneers, big. I'm talking big, like 45 to 10 big. This Vikings team, they almost lost to the Jaguars. The Jaguars, Dalvin Cook, he's not doing well for my fantasy team. He's Louis, he, I mean, he's not doing uh, well at all. I mean, he, he fumbled the ball at the goal line last week. They, if he scored on that play, then they wouldn't have gone overtime. I mean, this ja- they almost lost to the Jaguars, led by Mike Glennon. What are you doing, Vikings? I mean, Kirk Cousins, one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in NFL history. I mean, I don't know. The Bucks win this one big. Get a bounce back game. They had a bye week last week, and you can't leave. I mean, uh, you can't leave out of the facility, or can't see anybody during your bye week or anything. You have to stay with the team. You have to practice and all that. So I think that the Buccaneers they will come prepared in this game. And they will beat the Vikings big. Steelers Bills. This is a really, really, really good game. It, Bills are home in Orchard Park. The Steelers coming off a loss, and as much as I love to say the Bills will win this one close. I just can't. The Steelers win this one. And I had it written down that the Bills were going to win. No, I'm flipping my pick right now to the Steelers. The Steelers get a bounce back game and they win. I love the Steelers defense. I know they struggled a bit against Washington. They bounce back and beat the Bills close. Ravens-Browns, the Browns win on Monday Night Football. I like this Browns team a lot. I like Baker Mayfield a lot. I know they got blown out in week one by the Ravens, but they get revenge and they beat the Ravens pretty big. Chiefs-Dolphins, I mean, you say the Dolphins are a good team, but, like, I predicted that the Dolphins will lose their last four games. This is one of those last four games, and they do lose this one big. The Chiefs win big, 38-17. to Give me the Chiefs. Saints-Eagles, 
you know, Jalen Hurts is starting this game. And they could pull it out. Maybe not. The Saints team is playing really, really well. This defense, I mean, we already knew they had offense. This defense is connecting, on, um, firing on all cylinders right now. And the Saints do win this one pretty close. Maybe 33-28, somewhere, uh, somewhere around there. They do beat the Eagles in that game. And that's bad for Squared Sports NFL game. They, there are a lot of good games this week. Leave your picks in the comment section, but those are mine. Now, hang into week 14 of the NFL season, and this is episode number 14. So, let's do top 5 NFL teams heading into week 14. Number 5, the Rams. You know, I said two weeks ago they were the best team in the NFL because they beat the Buccaneers. No, they're not the best team in the NFL, but they are a top 5 team in the NFL, and the Rams are at number 5. Number 4, the Browns. You're going to say, what? The Browns are at 4? Not like 7? Or not an honorable mention or something like that? No, the Browns are at Four, in my opinion. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. No debate about it. I feel like Baker Mayfield, he could win a playoff game if they make the playoffs this year. I think they definitely won't make the playoffs this year. They're staying at 9-3 right now. The Browns are at number four on my list. Number three, the Bills. And you know how I did say that they would lose to the Steelers? I still do think that they bounce back after that game. And they win all the rest of the games. And they make the playoffs. And I think they have a, a chance to make a deep run in the playoffs. Maybe even make the Super Bowl. You never know. I love Josh Allen. He may be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion. I think he is maybe the highest ceiling out of all these NFL quarterbacks. So said that in the last episode, and what lane would I take? But the Bills are at number three, in my opinion. You could put the package there, but I won't. Number two, the Chiefs. What, you're going to say? The Chiefs are at two? Yes, the Chiefs are the second best team in the NFL. And that leaves it to first, the Saints. But let me explain how the Chiefs are number two. Okay. They come up close against, I mean, they barely beat the Broncos. The terrible Broncos. I mean, I'm worried about this team a little bit. I know Mahomes can win a lot of playoff games, and I know if they do make the playoffs that they might just make the Super Bowl, might just win the Super Bowl. But right now, I'm having them at number two, and if this was a Super Bowl matchup, Chiefs-Saints, I like how the Saints team's playing. I love their defense. I think they can stop Mahomes. I love their offense with Taysom Hill, and maybe Drew Brees comes back in time. I think he will. I love this Saints team a lot, and they're at number one. They're the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. They only have one more loss than the Chiefs, so, I mean, that's not that bad of a deal. And the Chiefs, they have, they're have they like 11-1, and one, so that's pretty good. And you're going to say, why aren't the Steelers on this list? Even though, I mean, they only have one loss, but I'm not sure about the Steelers team. I said they'd beat the Bills, but I don't know about the other games against the Browns and all those other teams. I love this Saints team. They're number one, in my opinion. Chiefs are at number two. Leave your top five NFL teams in the comment section, but those are my top five NFL teams hanging to week 14. Now, did you know? Today's Did You Know is, did you know that the Sun Bowl, the bowl game in El Paso, has been canceled for the first time in 85 years? So it's between a Pac-12 team and an ACC team. And I happen to live in El Paso, so I annually go to this game, and I love this game. But it has been canceled this year. This bowl game is one of the um, and one of the many bowl games to be canceled this year. But did you know that the Sun Bowl has been canceled for the first time in 85 years? And it's usually consisting of pretty good teams. Like last year, it was Stanford versus Fort State. A couple other good matchups. Their one year was at UCLA versus Virginia Tech. So the Sun Bowl has been canceled for the first time in 85 years. Did you know that? Leave in the comment section. That's a do you know this week. Did you know that the Sun Bowl has been canceled for the first time in 85 years? Now, sticking with the college sports theme, let's go over to college basketball. The top five players in college basketball right now. 
The season is young, but I do love college basketball. Probably the best playoff system of all time. And the sports like NBA, NFL, college football, they can't do that because there's not as many teams and all that. But five best players in college basketball right now. Number one, Luka Garza. He is dominant. I think he's averaging like 34 points a game. He's a four in Iowa. He had a breakout season last year. He could have a chance to be a top 10 pick this year or a lottery pick. Luka Garza is an amazing player. He torched my Michigan Wolverines last year, but whatever. Luka Garza is an amazing player, and he's at number one. And number two, another player from the Big Ten, Ayo Desumu. He's outstanding on Illinois, a guard from Illinois. He's amazing, averaging like, averaging like 23 points a game. He's been on fire. I know he didn't play that great against Baylor, number two Baylor. But, I mean, I think Illinois could have a run at the national title this year. I love this Illinois team so much. Kofi Cockburn, Ayo Desumu, a lot of other players on that team. Illinois is going to be a really good team this year, and I would assume was the second-best player in college basketball, in my opinion. Now, number three, a hot-shot freshman, Cade Cunningham, on Oklahoma State. He was the number two recruit in his class last year, and he's the first freshman on this list, and he might be the number one overall draft pick in this year's draft. This loaded draft class, there's going to be a lot, I and mean, another play, another freshman will be on this list, but Cade Cunningham is at number three for me. Number four, Corey Kispert, a forward from Gonzaga. This Gonzaga team, I love them too. They may just be better than Illinois. I mean, they have Andrew Nemhard, Jalen Suggs, another all-draft freshman. But Corey Kispert's like the leader of the team pretty much. And he's a really, really good player, averaging a lot of points per game, a lot of rebounds. Corey Kispert, in my opinion, is the fourth best player in college basketball. Now, number five, another hot shot freshman, Josh Christopher. He played outstanding against Villanova. And he didn't even, I mean, they, he didn't even take that many shots. You know, I mean, he didn't go to Michigan even though Almost everyone in the world thought he was going to go to Michigan on April 13th when he committed. He went to Arizona State, crushing all my hopes and dreams. But Josh Christopher is the fifth best player in college basketball, in my opinion. He's averaging a lot of points. He's a great player and just went off against Villanova, having like 27 points. He'll be a great NBA player someday, and he may just be a lottery pick this year if he does decide to declare. Josh Christopher is an amazing player, and he's the fifth best player in college basketball, in my opinion. That's about for uh, who I think is the top five bas- uh, college basketball players. What's your top five college basketball players? Right now, like I said, number one is Luka Garza. That's a pretty popular pick, but who's your number one college basketball player as of right now? That's about for my top five college basketball players right now. Now, rookie spotlight. There's a lot of rookies this year who have been on fire, but let's spotlight one rookie, Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to give you some background on his college football crew and what you'll be expecting. Maybe if you're an Eagles fan, if you're just a normal NFL fan, you want to see what you're going to get out of him against the Saints this week when he starts. You know, he started his career at Alabama. He won freshman of the year in the SEC. And he led Alabama to the national championship game where they did lose to Clemson off the infamous Deshaun Watson game winner with one second left. The next season, he leads them to the national championship again. But he does get replaced at halftime. The infamous Tua Tungvaloa moment, where Tua Tungvaloa, that's what started him, all that. And maybe he wouldn't have gotten another shot, uh, I mean, maybe he wouldn't have gotten a shot like that at Alabama if he didn't go into that game and win that national championship, because Jalen Hurts may have still had two more years at Alabama, and Tua may have transferred, because there was an article that Tua wanted to transfer to USC after that season if he hadn't gone playing time, and he won the national championship for them, came in at halftime, and he went to overtime, threw a game-winning touchdown. But let's talk about Jalen Hurts. He sits the his whole entire junior season on the bench to Tua. There was an open quarterback battle to start the season, but then Tua eventually won that and almost won the Heisman that year. And then Jalen Hurts sat on the bench, played a little bit of wide receiver. 
And then the SEC championship game, Tua gets hurt. Jalen Hurts leads a drive to win Alabama, the SEC championship game. Getting a little bit of redemption for what happened when Tua replaced him in the national championship game. But then Tua did start that playoff game, and they did lose in the national championship that year. Jalen Hurts decides to transfer to Oklahoma, and he does phenomenal at Oklahoma. He leads them to the playoffs. They had one loss to Kansas State, or two really, one in the college football playoff to LSU, where they got smothered, demolished in that game. But Jalen Hurts, that's pretty much what ended his college career. He had a really, really significant college career. He was a Heisman finalist um, at Oklahoma. I think he was a Heisman finalist maybe his freshman year. He was an amazing player, uh, Jalen Hurts. And, I mean, he's got his road back. He get made to the NFL. He's on the Eagles, and he'll be making his first start this week against the Saints. He's a bit of a, he's a really mobile, mobile quarterback. He can scramble, and he's a decent thrower. So that's rookie spotlight this week. Jalen Hurts is the rookie that we spotlight on this week. That's what you're, you should expect to get out of Jalen Hurts. He's a scrambler. He'll probably scramble a lot. And he has a pretty good arm. So that's about for Rookie Spotlight. That's why I think on Jalen Hurts. What do you think on Jalen Hurts? Leave that in the comment section. I am so pumped for this NBA season, you know. NBA may just be the best sport to watch, and I am so excited. But there's always awards at the end of the season. Who won MVP? Who won Rookie of the Year? Who will be the best team? Let's get into all of that. My MVP is Kevin Durant. I think Durant has an amazing breakout year with the Nets, going back to his prime form with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and wins MVP this season. Market anything. Kevin Durant, no debate about it, will win MVP this year. Now, who win Rookie of the Year? James Wiseman. Not LaMelo Ball, not Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman. He will be the most consistent. I can see LaMelo Ball getting caught towards the end of the season, like Trey Young did in his rookie season. But you know how, like I said last episode, where LaMelo Ball have a bit of a down year. You know, a lot of rookies always have down years in any sport. Peyton Manning had a bad year in his rookie year through 28 interceptions. Trey Young, I mean, he had a pretty bad start to his rookie year, and they picked it up at the end. I think he shoots inconsistently to start the season with LaMelo, and so is Anthony Edwards, and James Wiseman will be the most consistent, probably averaging like 19 points, 12 rebounds a game, something along those lines, and James Wiseman does win Rookie of the Year this year. Who will be the best team? The Lakers. The Lakers will be the best team this year. Maybe the Nets if they get Harden. Maybe the Sixers if they get Harden. But right now, I'm going to say it's the Lakers. You know why? Because they made the most moves in free agency, and even if they didn't make those moves, you could still say they're the best team in the NBA because they won the finals, because they have LeBron James, because they locked up Anthony Davis for five years. What a deal he got. And they have LeBron for two years now. And he, he signed a two-year, $80 million extension. And, you know, the Lakers, they will be the best team in the NBA this year. And they will be my NBA Finals prediction right now. The NBA Finals will be consisting of the Lakers versus the Nets. And in that final series, the Lakers will win. And they will be the new NBA champions. Now here's a team, last word, who will be the most surprised team this year? Who could make a deep run in the playoffs, make the conference finals? The Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies may have a chance to make the Western Conference finals. I love this Grizzlies team. John Morant, Jaron Jackson. And John Morant took it out on Twitter when he said that they're upset that they only, that they only have three primetime games. Because, if, like, you're an NBA. You're not, like, a huge sports fan. You don't, like, full sports that much. You try on ESPN and, like, you see Grizzlies versus Hawks. Is that really going to intrigue you? You're going to be intrigued by Lakers versus Clippers. 
Lakers versus Warriors, Lakers versus Knicks, a game like that. Grizzlies, not so much. But I love this Grizzlies team so much, and I think that they do make the Western Conference Finals this year. They'll be a surprise team in the NBA this year. Those are my NBA awards. Leave yours in the comment section, but I think Kevin Durant will win MVP this year, and that may just be my hot take of the day. Now, I'm going to put on my NBA general manager hat. Say if I was the NBA general manager of the Rockets or the Timberwolves, if I'm the Rockets, I want to find a good deal. I don't want to give them to the Nets, where I'm never going to be a contender. I don't want to give them to the Sixers, where they can stop me in the finals, or the Nets, where they can stop me in the finals, like the Rockets. They do make the finals, probably not. But I want to trade them to a team that isn't so much of a contender. And this is would be a great deal for the Rockets. Maybe not so much Harden, but Harden doesn't have much say in this because he doesn't have a no-trade clause. So this is a hypothetical trade I came up with. The Rockets trade James Harden to the Timberwolves for Anthony Edwards, Jarrett Culver, and a first-round pick. I'm saying it right here, right now. The first overall pick in the NBA draft this year will get traded before the season. Boom. Yes, Anthony Edwards gets traded before the season starts to the Rockets. So is Jarrett Culver, and so is a first-round pick. And all the Timberwolves get back is James Harden. This is a fair deal, in my opinion. Not sure if this will happen, but it could. It's like an Andrew Wiggins scenario. That may also just be my hot take of the day. James Harden will get that. This could happen. I mean, this would be an insane deal if this did happen. If I was an NBA general manager of the Rockets, I mean, um, I would want to do this deal right now. I would be calling Timberwolves, calling general manager, calling Ryan Saunders, the head coach there, anybody in that front office and trying to get Anthony Edwards Jarrett Culver in a first-round pick. And it's a fair deal because you get James Harden in return. This will be an insane deal for both sides. It would shake up the NBA, and that's what I think. Do you think this would be a good deal? Leave that in the comment section, but I think it would be. And, you know, this would shake up the NBA, like I said, but that's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, let's play a game. QB, hold them fold them. These teams want to hold on to their quarterbacks or fold them and get rid of them. Let's get into it. Will the Broncos want to move off of Drew Locke? Hmm. This is an interesting one here. Drew Locke had a great rookie season, been a bit banged up this year. There's a bit of a weird confidence to him and, you know, he'll, he'll be beating, he was beating the Chiefs by like a touchdown and was going crazy on the sideline and then he lost. So, Drew Locke, I think he's an okay quarterback. I feel like there's a, you just know what you're going to get out of him. He's not going to be, Tom Brady, I'm going to throw for this many yards. I'm going to throw for five touchdowns a game. I'm going to be the best quarterback of all time. But someone in the draft like Justin Fields could be. Someone in the draft like Trey Lance could be. Maybe even Trevor Lawrence if you do trade up. And I think it is time for the Broncos to move off of Drew Locke. He hasn't been playing that great this season, even when he's been healthy. And I think it's time for the Broncos to move off Drew Locke. Now, the Cowboys. Is it time for them to fold Dak Prescott, get rid of him, or hold on to him? I think it's time to get rid of him. I love Dak Prescott. I really do. I think he's a great player. But he hasn't been in his rookie form in years. His rookie season might have just been his best season. And he puts up great numbers. Like, Matthew Stafford puts up great numbers, but isn't really that clutch. Last season, when it came down to it, he re- like when they're on the verge of making the playoffs, he's overthrowing guys in that Eagles game, which was a key game in that 
in that division, and he just, uh, I, I really don't know about Dak Prescott, and I think it is time to move off of him, because like I said, he's not clutch, you probably know what you're going to get, and then there's a guy in the draft like Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Kyle Trask, Matt Jones, where they can be like a Tom Brady, Drew Brees, someone like that, so I think it is time to move off Dak Prescott. The Falcons, is this time to move off Matt Ryan? He's another one where it's like, you know what you're going to get out of him right now, this point in his career, he's no longer an MVP, Matty Ice stage where he's going to take you to the playoffs, he's going to take you to the Super Bowl, he's going to win an MVP. No, no, no. Matt Ryan isn't like that anymore. Matt Ryan, he's okay right now. I really don't, I really think they should get rid of him because this is a loaded QB class with Justin Fields, Trey, all the quarterbacks I've, I've mentioned before. And I really think that it is time to move off them because you're not going anywhere with him. You may be going to a wild card game next year, but you're not going to make the Super Bowl. You're not going to have him put up MVP numbers, anything like that. It is time to move off of Matt Ryan. And maybe you could get a quarterback in free agency. Maybe you could draft a quarterback who could be an elite MVP quarterback who could take you to the Super Bowl or something like that. Now, here's a quarterback, 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. It's time to move off of him. No. You're going to say, what? It's not time to move off Jimmy Garoppolo? No. No, no, no. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo's first season in the, oh, with the 49ers, not his full, not the, his first full season, but he got traded at the trade deadline, and he won all of the games he started with the 49ers that year. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL. They were probably the worst team in the NFL. He came in and made them like a huge contender for the next year, and they were like they finished the season six and ten. I think they were zero and ten when he came in. So then the next year he tears his ACL. They're terrible. Next year he comes back healthy. They win the Super, they make it to the Super Bowl. This year he's hurt. They're terrible. So. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers, they need to stick together. I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's a really, really good player, and it is time that the 49ers do make a decision on him, and I think that decision has to be to keep him. Now, another quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater and the Panthers. No, don't get rid of him. Okay, you're going to say, oh, he's just like a placeholder for a year. You can draft a quarterback like Trey Lance, Justin Fields. No, Teddy Bridgewater, he's young. He's amazing. He's, I mean, he's, he's good. You get him a... Great supporting cast. You get McCaffrey healthy. You get a receiver or two besides DJ Moore. He's an amazing quarterback. I mean, it's not time to move off him. You keep him. He could be a franchise quarterback for you. I love Teddy Bridgewater. He's an amazing player. You got to keep him, the Panthers. He was amazing with the Saints because he had a good supporting cast. He was pretty good with the Vikings because he had a good supporting cast. He could be amazing with the Panthers with a good supporting cast and a great coach like Matt Rule. You got to keep him, Panthers. You got to. That's what I, those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. That's what I think. Do you think that the Broncos should hold on to Drew Locke? Do you think that the uh, Cowboys should hold on to Dak Prescott? And do you think that the Panthers should hold on to Diddy Bridgewater? Those are my thoughts. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, with all due respect, we need to give the Washington football team a lot of it. Because the headline on Tuesday morning was, the Steelers lost. Unbeaten Steelers lost. No. The headline should have been, the Washington football team defeats the unbeaten Steelers. Alex Smith is playing at a high level. This defense is playing at a high level. The NFC least may just be turning into the NFC something. NFC East. NFC best. Because they're playing at a phenomenal level right now. At least not... At least the Giants and the football team are not the Eagles and the Cowboys. I don't know what those teams are doing. But the Giants, they beat the Seahawks when people are counting them all out. 
Washington football team beat the Steelers. They're down 14 nothing, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, the Steelers are going to blow them out. They came back and won. But the headline on Tuesday morning should have been, the Washington football team defeated the Steelers. Because this Steelers team, I mean, is good. They're, they were unbeaten. They were the last unbeaten team. They could have maybe been one of the only unbeaten teams in NFL history to go 16-0. But then the Washington football team comes along and they say, no, 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 not under our watch. We're going to beat you. And this football, this Washington football team deserves a lot of credit. I love Washington. They're a really, really good team. I love their defense. Chase Young, their secondary, good. And they're in second place in that division. They have the same record as the Giants, but two of their losses are to the Giants, the two games they played. So they'll obviously get the tiebreaker. But you never know. They could make the playoffs, Washington. You never, ever know. And I love this Washington team. And, I mean, they should get more respect. With all due respect, Washington may just be one of the best defenses in the NFL and maybe a sleeper pick if they make the playoffs to make a deep run in it. That's what I think. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last. Question of the day. Today's question is, who is the best team in college basketball? There's a lot of answers here. I said it might be Illinois. And my Michigan Wolverines, they're a good team. They're a really good team. They're unbeaten. Still not ranked. I do not know why. But they might be the best team in college basketball. I doubt that. But a team like Villanova, they could be. I know they have one loss to Virginia Tech. Gonzaga, they might be. It might be Baylor. We were going to have a matchup number one versus number two. Gonzaga versus number two, Baylor. But Gonzaga did have COVID issues, so that game got canceled. Gonzaga head coach Mark Few said it might get rescheduled. But there's a lot of candidates here for who could be the best team in college basketball. Who is the best team in college basketball? That's my question today. Answer that in the comment section. Today's question is, who's the best team in college basketball? Leave that in the comment section. That's about it for Score Sports. Lane Frank, episode number 14. It was a solid episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Score Sports on Instagram, at Score Sports. Follow Score Sports on Twitter, at Score Sports. Follow DB Podcast, the best podcast producers in the game. Instagram, at DB Podcast. And at DB Podcast on Twitter. And stay tuned for the best sports content in the world.